Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. about life without judgment. We take a look at society, we examine it, and we allow for the possibility of something new, something different. And now, here's your host, Alan Ritter. Welcome, everyone, to this second November show in 2018, December of 2018. This one happens to be taking place on the ninth day, so it's December 9th, 2018, and this is another episode of An Emerging Forest, and every so often... I sort of look back on uh, how how my world has changed and how I how how I think about the world uh, or my perspective has changed how I deal with things um, and I have talked to a few people over the years. Um, I guess you could say that I worked with one individual in particular for about um, two and a half or three years. And just by talking to her, uh, moved her way of thinking or acquainted her with my way of thinking, uh, which is not necessarily my way of thinking. It's uh, many people's uh, general way of thinking. And it was a very powerful um, coping mechanism for her. It was a very powerful way for her to deal with uh, things that were going on in her life. And so what I thought I would do tonight is that I would share um, sort of uh, the society that we live in, the main society's perspective, and then share my perspective 
um, in, a, in sort of a building block and comparison way so that we can get to a point um, later on in this, um, in this episode where I can talk about the ideas that I propose that I want to talk about, uh, which is, namely is fear and safety. So thank you, Marcy, for joining me on the line. Um, Marcy said that it's easier actually to call in to listen. But if you're out there and you want to call in, the number is 646-564-9714. Of course, only when the program is being broadcast live. So I want to dive right into topic for tonight. And I'll just propose some things and go through um, sort of some discussions that I wrote down. Because, I mean, I spent a, not a super long amount of time, but I actually took notes for um, tonight's talk. Because I want people to be able to um, take this show after I put it on YouTube and send it to someone who might need it um, because there was a there have been uh, moments of uh, great um, change in my life uh, when some of these things came to me and they completely changed my life so uh, fear is the result of a duality in the mind Duality in the mind is created to say that part of you is wrong and part of you is right, or part of the world is wrong and the part of the world is right. So let's see where this takes us. Um, so from the basics, I'm not starting, I'm just basically starting out sort of a logical um, progression of ideas, good and evil. There can be a sinful and righteous action. There can uh, be diseases to be fought. Um, so there's things in society like pain and certain actions that are to be avoided at all costs. You never want to do them. And they're, they're in a book somewhere. They're written down. They're communicated in society. Uh, and this means that you can never experience them. They're cordoned off. They're behind a taboo uh, fence. And as a result, um, they're to be feared and being in that condition is to be run away from in terror. And when you are in that condition, uh, you must surrender, surrender yourself to either a physician or to uh, some administrator of the state uh, because you're in a bad place uh, and you need your um, condition to be corrected so that you can uh, be 
uh, redeemed and being no longer in that condition which is taboo to the society. So in this perspective, there can be uh, rich people and there can be poor people. There can be anger, jealousy, hatred, illness, and there can be suffering. All of these concepts, all of these things that you absolutely positively want to avoid are natural parts, are natural uh, precepts, are natural concepts. This society, which is uh, based on duality, uh, parts of the body, um, cancerous parts of the body, diseased organs, um, go from being your best friend to an alien to an enemy, uh, parts of the world, certain people in the world can be in a, in a duality, can be labeled alien or can be labeled evil. So that is sort of my overall basis, my overall five or so minute summary of the society that we grew up in. And so this is where we started. Uh, and I don't want to say we. What I want to say is this is where I started because I don't want to speak for you, the listener. I want to speak for myself. You might have started someplace else, but I started in with the perspective of what we just went through. And I'm not going to talk about uh, my life events because what I want to do is I want to present sort of the structural thoughts that came out of this. I don't want you to uh, ooh and ah at my life events or hold your hand over your face or whatever you would do. What I want you to, to be able to do is I want you to be able to listen to what I'm saying and apply it to your life. And there has been so many um, twists and turns in how I think about things that it would just take too long. There is one there is one thing that continues on and is um, a real a real um, an idea that remains after all of my um, abrasive thinking and um, eroding of ideas. And so I'm going to start this um, next part with a tribute to Rumi and his love. And so he is credited with writing the following. Out beyond the notions of right doing and wrong doing, there is a field I will meet you there. And I want to also add the writing that is attributed to Hafiz, which is the place that you are right now, God circled on a map for you. So just to summarize 
um, what I went through very quickly. Uh, I didn't arrive, I didn't change my mind uh, during a, during circumstances in my life that were nice. And I don't think any of us has pause, that's pretty funny, pause to pause in our journey and examine our, the basic precepts of how we deal with life unless something rather startling is going on. So let's just leave it at that. Because to be startled, to literally have your feet shifted out beyond the area that you thought your feet would ever occupy begins to say, you know, who am I? How did I get here? What is life about? What has life brought to me? So what I can see now is that life brings each of us a gift we need in each instant. It brings us an experience. It brings us, in fact, the exact experience in the exact setting that we require to build our character. So each of these experiences are not a sin, not evil. The people that bring them to us and ourselves in particular are not an enemy. But the exact next step our character needs to grow, the next part of itself, that's what comes. So where did this character building start? And to me, this means it started with a soul that has the ability to make experience happen. And this soul, of course, wants to acquire experience. So it wanted to build a character. And at some point uh, before all this experience began to take place, this soul was a blank slate, had nothing written in it. And I see everyone and every soul in every form that souls can take as once having been blank. And from there, each soul started to build, each soul creating the circumstances it needed or it needs to have the next instant be what it needs or what it needed. So in effect, because these souls are so powerful in our present society's um, words, you could say that each of these souls is a god. Person or each um, souled object, I don't know, I don't know what all contains souls. I don't want to limit the presence of souls in any way, shape, or form. This makes each one of those souled uh, experience acquirers a god. And we each dance 
with each other or we dance alone. That depends on whether you see others present here or just yourself. So each dance with each other, I'll put it in that particular way of speaking of it, to give each other experiences we need. With each of us receiving exactly the experience we need, crime can be no injustice. There can only be exactly prepared gifts of experience from me to you, from you to me, from me creating the circumstances to myself. So from each one of us orchestrating the experiences, we only receive what we need. So every second being the same reception of a gift for each being is this changes um, well I mean I can just spit it out and say this is universal bliss or this is universal continued achievement but it is universal continued bliss and achievement of character building and character building in this society bliss might be looked upon as being um, to put it in a tacky way, continually eating marshmallows or continually um, eating ice cream or something like that. But continued uh, receiving of exactly the experience you need in order to build your perfect character, the, the character that your soul wants is you know all of the bricks arriving at the perfect time. That is my definition of universal bliss because that is exactly what your soul wants. So that is sort of the... A, so I want to... make a pause here and make some comparisons. So I want to make some comparisons because even though this show is only 19 minutes old and even though I've only been talking for 15 minutes, we've come to a point where I'd like to actually go back and say, okay, what did we say at the beginning of a, of a society or a perspective based on duality where there's good and evil? In that society, you can have good and evil. You can have sin and righteous action. You can have enemies. You can have rich people and poor people. You can have anger, jealousy, hatred, illness, Overall, you can have something called suffering. And that was the perspective that we held a quarter of an hour ago. But if you take my perspective and you say everything arrives at the correct time, the correct event arrives, and only the correct event arrives, 
for me to build my character. And it's not that you're not going to be in pain. Growth is pain. It's not that you're not going to be experiencing all of these sensations. It's not that you're going to be in different circumstances that you were under a um, perspective where you can experience all of these other concepts. It's just a change in perspective. So the change in perspective says that event that I would have previously um, seen as being um, evil, that place that I, that experience that I had that I would would have pointed at myself and said, I just did something wrong, is now something that you basically say to yourself, it happened, it is character building, I don't need to get stuck there, I don't need my feet to get nailed to the floor um, and suffer for it, I just need to move on. So that's a very, that's to me, that's a very powerful, um, that's a very powerful coping mechanism. So you don't need to be um, drawn into um, taboo event gravity where you just um, vacillate for thing that you did because it's just, it's just not welcomed in society and because it's not welcomed in society people tend to get hooked on those things and they tend to um, give it more of their time than they should instead of saying oh that happened to me time to move on to you know different actions so now I want to talk about building your character <coughs> Pardon me. Started at zero. Then had to build its character. That means that each skill or talent is honed from scratch. And many, many of these skills or talents had a huge number of very complex precursors. It took a lot of work even to get to the door even start that particular skill. A journey of this length is incomprehensible. You had to start as um, something we can't even picture, as an infant soul, hardly able to um, crap in your diapers, hardly able to drool, the master even the most basic um, cell management. I mean, maybe you didn't start out as a human body, which is a huge cell management issue. There's trillions of cells in the human body. Maybe you started out managing a lesser number of cells. I have no idea. I'm, I'm talking without knowledge, but I'm saying, okay, if you started as a blank soul, you didn't even have basic management of any type um, as a skill. So when then we're basically saying, oh, I can, uh, I can use a, uh, I can grasp a pen and write with it and communicate ideas to other people. 
just by these assemblages of letters that I put down on a, that I write onto a piece of paper. Or I'm talking on this in this via this communication method. And we don't give ourselves credit for all of the work that we put into the very um, niche um, skills that we have. So let's get back to the length of the journey. So it is um, very difficult for me to even think about building about the amount of time it requires you to go all through all of the basic, super basic you know, like rollover skills or um, move your finger skills or all of the bodies that you had to occupy before you even got to be a human being, possibly skills, running skills, um, climbing stairs skills, um, advanced skills, going to the grocery store skills, uh, driving a car skills, um, Uh, breathing skills, many, many other skills, so that when you actually think about social skills, you look at social skills and you look at the nuances of social skills and you say, how many times did I have to go through this nuance of a particular social skill in order to gain more skill for myself. And from my perspective, this is um, one of the ideas that basically um, changed my way of thinking about time. Because with this amount of backlog of work behind you, it took so long to do that, that this presence, our present society's rush, 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 you know, there's no time, you have to rush, and you only have a certain number of years, um, is, it just doesn't, it just doesn't add up, it just doesn't make any sense when time is, there's so much time present because you've got to go through all of these skills and you've got to master these skills and there'll be as much time as you could possibly want in order to do this. This means to me is it means that time is endless. Time is is of no merit. What is of merit is the experience you're having. So I'd like to take a pause there and take the um, half-hour break which we need to do and then come back after the break. Dark, the bard, green, and gray. See you all after the break.
around the first of May. A man in black came walking into a woodland glade. Following the sounds of pipes on this beautiful spring day. High from the music that they made. But what beheld him within that place? A look of recognition fell across his face. Oh, Lucifer, oh, Lucifer, why do you appear to me? For I am a man of God.
tuned to International Pagan Radio. You can hear your favorite artists such as Dave the Bard, Tawatha Dea, Spiral Rhythm, S.J. Tucker, Murphy's Midnight Rounders, and many, many more. Join us for exciting shows like Ask a Witch and Storytime with Rook as well. www.internationalpaganradio.com on the net or on TuneIn Radio on your mobile devices. Join us on Facebook and Twitter too. International Pagan Radio, all pagan, all the time. Welcome back to an emerging forest on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. We hope everyone was able to stretch their legs and get a drink. And now, back to Alan. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for uh, joining in. Thanks for listening. And, of course, the number to call to be on the air or to listen, like uh, Marcy Schwartz is doing. Thank you, Marcy, very much for calling in and for chatting during the break. Uh, Very much appreciated. The number to call is 646-564-9714. So I was talking about uh, experience being the key and how long the journey has been in order to uh, create uh, the character that you are right now. So with all of that investment, with all of that massive investment of time that you've made into crafting uh, your character, some things that I didn't write down in the um, in what I uh, in my notes, but are, are there's some a key point. So when you begin to see how much depth is in your story, how many prerequisite uh, smaller skills you built up to be more advanced skills, you recommend. You no, sorry. You recognize how much you are the center center of your story, and how much your crafting of yourself is the value that you take to your next life. Because there's going to be a next life. Because where else, uh, and under what other circumstances would there be this incredible amount of time for you to build this? A massive edifice that is your mind, that is your um, your skill sets, that is your um, your qualities. Do so you put a lot of le- a lot of effort? It's not even I can't even say a lot of effort. Um, the, the amount of effort that you've put into yourself so massive. But what so what do, what am I getting at? What am I saying? the amount of effort that you put into yourself, the amount of value that you have as a person is something that you should be aware of so that you can respect yourself, so that you can say, oh, I didn't understand that there's an amount of effort that I've put into myself that 
a number cannot be placed on the amount of time that I've crafted skills <clears throat> to be able to be the person that I am. So what this does, what this idea is, is this is an idea about respecting yourself and seeing yourself with who you are and seeing your wants, not society's wants, not some other person's wants, seeing your inner voice's wants as having a lot higher priority for you to complete than little trend society that then, you know, the week television show, then things that all of a sudden you're sitting there saying, oh, I see what's important in life. What's important in life is this little voice inside of me saying, hey, I need a couple hours a week to work on this. Or, hey, you need to see what is valuable here. You the view of your progression and your character building is what's valuable. And you might not be able to spend too much time on that. You might have a serious time commitment in order to be able to put a roof over your head and meet your commitments in life. But I'd like to acquaint you with the, the valuable skill builder. The reason you're able to have the life you have is to have here in society it's possibly or probably because of all those skills that you built over all of that time, and it's time to recognize that dedication of even more time outside of the trendiness, you know, outside of going out, outside of going to the party, the real value to take on to your next incarnation, if you want to talk about it that way, is that thing that nobody knows that you do. Or that thing that, you know, oh, he's off to do this again, you know, just leave him alone, you know, that's what he does. Or that's what she does. So jumping back into um, where I left off. Experience is the goal. Not the present society's harping on the scarcity of time. Oh, procreate and have a family and you know, buy cars and buy houses and retire and die. No, um, there's other things in life. No one else can hand you these experiences. No one else can say, well, in order to get to the next step in your character, um, you can just read that book over there. In order to understand what it is, criminal, in order to understand what it is to be all of the things in society that you say, uh, you roll your eyes about, you have to be that person. You have to be that person for an extended period of time. You have to go through every single nook and cranny of thought, of action, of experience. You can't get it. 
That's why you come back as a reincarnation, having forgotten who you are in a different set of circumstances. Because how else would we get, get our heads around or into some of the things we have to do? So you must build your own universal view. You must do it firsthand. So as a result, uh, these uh, journey takers or these conscience journey takers are seen as being gray by the black and white society. The society is good and evil, plus or minus, rich and poor, because journey takers don't care about any of that stuff. They care about the experience. They care about skills. People in the gray and in the black and white society are terrified of one thing or another. But in the whole universe, journey takers just receive what comes. Grateful to be alive and to be receiving new experience. So I am not saying these things tonight change you. I'm not saying these things to change what's in your heart. I'm not saying these things to point at you to say things that are in your heart are right or wrong. Because that's not the garden that I'm actually after, not what I'm here to um, promote not what I'm here to celebrate. What I'm here to celebrate, I'm here to celebrate your ability to understand that that's what you need to celebrate and those are the visions that you need to bring out. You can celebrate that part of you which you love which you're called to, but which society doesn't doesn't like at all. And now you can understand why the ugly part of yourself, and there are no ugly parts of anybody's self, of course, but now you can understand. I mean, when I use a judgmental word like that, I use it as um, sort of a... a humorous or sarcastic analogy to the light and dark uh, judgmental society. Now you can understand why you have certain lusts or certain wishes to do certain things because you need to go everywhere and you need to have done everything. So you're attracted to do certain things and I think that everybody's attracted to do things we're all attracted to do many things, many of them you just don't want to talk about. You don't want to say, you know, walk down the street with a sign that says, hey, y'all, do you know I do this all the time? So I'd like to celebrate the people that have all of these pressed views in their head. And that's pretty much everyone. Many of those people who have pressed perspectives 
in their head are actually behind the bars. Uh, and those folks who are behind bars were only walking their path. So I'd like to summarize my talk with this. And so we want to just basically go back to the beginning and make some comparisons. So I want to say, are there poor people? Are there rich people? Are there hungry people? Are there criminals? And from my perspective, no. There are people who are journeying through life under in a particular circumstance that seems to be perfect for what they need to experience. So they just let it just like water, just like it's them on the shoulder, runs down their back, runs off. It's just experience. It's experience they're grateful for and they needed to have it under a particular set of circumstances, but it's just experience. Now, after this preliminary buildup, I can finally get to what I'll call the um, the piece de resistance or the uh, the denouement or other fun French words. Um, the I can get to talk about the title of the show. Fear and safety. And you can see in the perspective that I have outlined no fear. You get something, something happens, no fear it was supposed to happen. You can handle that. Every step along the journey is a step that you need to take. It's a safe experience brought to us to build our character. So I want you to see the power you have to make your visions come true. Body might die. The body might be broken. What? I mean, really, yes. Yeah, so what? It's a body going to get another one. What a body is for, it's to have experience. All of the experiences that you can look around you to see, all of those experiences. So where you, you know, satisfaction of your experience needs is job one necessary. Wherever it is that you put your foot down or that you move to, it's safe. Society doesn't want to call it safe, but it's a place that of it is a possible experience. It is safe. And it is bliss. It is not bliss from a non quote unquote suffering perspective because growth is suffering.
So you act, and something happens as a result of your action. Everyone else is operating under the same rules. So they receive, as a result of your, um, the weight, the resultant, the domino of what you did, what do they receive? They receive exactly the event they needed in order to build themselves. No choice. It's all good. You don't do anything to yourself. It isn't a building event. You don't do anything cause and effect anyone else. It's not exactly what they need. Even today, even right now, even whenever you're listening to this, So let me summarize. Today, in the main society, one perspective is called right. Just one perspective. And the rest of us have to shut up and act like we are ruled. Due to science, due to morals, due to law. And I respond to that by saying, if you feel a particular way, that is enough. You do not science or law or morals or any justification to, to journey toward your goal. Of course, society is going to call you insane. That's fine. <coughs> What's wrong with that? The dominant society will compete directly with you and your perspective because it doesn't want to learn use any converts where it wants to lose as few as possible, all the while heaping more and more fear as it feels threatened. Pretty interesting that there's a lot of fear events in our society. So, I'm going to take a one-minute peace prayer break, and I'll be back on the other side. There is one power in the universe, and we are perfect manifestations of that power. And as such, we pray. We pray for peace. We pray for love. We pray for stability. We pray for the nation in which we live. We pray for the world. We will it. We manifest it. We draw it to us. We receive it. We accept it. And we give thanks for it. And by our will, so mote it be. bringing Marcy Schwartz onto the program. Thank you so much for listening to the program. And I'd like to give the floor to you because when I first met you, um, I was struck by your, the similar view that you have to my own view on 
uh, right and wrong and things like that. And I was like, wow, that's someone who thinks uh, very similarly to me, and I had never met you before. So um, why don't you give a little bit about your perspective about tonight's topic? Okay. Um, In particular, you asked me about coping mechanisms. And basically, um, coping mechanisms, to me, arose from some kind of experience of betrayal when the person was in a vulnerable state and didn't know how to respond. And the ego part, which um, is the survival instinct that wants to protect you from, from bad stuff. And the survival instinct of the, the ego is to close up and protect your your vulnerable body. So in 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 most cases it was an emotional trauma. And the vulnerable body is your heart. And most people close their hearts. And what happens when you close your heart is you are not aligned with yourself. You're not open to yourself and you're not trusting of yourself. And that's where we be, people have become, have their coping mechanisms and we put all kinds of labels for coping mechanisms. And they're basically all the same. You know, I don't want to call people, you know, I don't like the labels. They're psychological labels, and they they kind of imply that you can't change because your your the experience altered your 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 mind pathways, and that you respond in a certain way, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And I maintain that nobody is this label, and no coping mechanism has to stay but you have you have to be willing to to understand that and say well if i have created these and you know some say they see the neuropathies which you know um trauma produces well if you can create these neuropathies you can uncreate them and it's more of our our purpose here is to learn to ma- you know to be cute saying master your ego but it's not really mastering your, your ego it's it's taking back into yourself responsibility for who and what and how you feel and how you respond to things and so everybody can change I don't care what anybody says to you. You can change if you want to. You can change by understanding why you do what you do um, and decide, well, maybe that's not a good way to handle things. Um, I'm not saying that's easy. It's not easy. It's a process. 
And it's mm-hmm. a process of, of becoming one with yourself and going inside and trusting yourself. That's basically what happens is that we're the ones we're not trusting. And we're not trusting our, our gut instinct or the truth that's in, within us because we all have mm-hmm. a basic truth and we all kind of know, we already know the story. We just don't know that we know the story of what we're yep. trying to do. But what we're trying to yep. do is to get to a point where we're okay. And that's really what it is. I'm okay. I'm at peace. I don't, I know that nobody makes me angry or hurt in pain. It is my reaction to them that makes me angry or hurt in the pain. And what we are taught is that you want to avoid pain, but in reality, you want to accept that pain. Because what you find out when you feel that pain is that fear of the pain that is causing you the trauma. Once Mm -hmm. you allow yourself to feel the pain, the pain shrinks. The pain is not as painful. But our fear of that pain is enormous. Right. And Yes, I agree. And so it's our fear. So as you learn to, re- and some of these pains are deeply stuffed inside of us. So the first thing, you have to start trying to get them out and feel them. And it's not a pleasant process, but if you want to become a um, person that's not full of fear, Um, You want to become the calm in the storm. Whatever it is, you are motivated to want to become more of a person, more of of evolved, more of at peace. All those means that you have to allow yourself to be angry. I mean, first is the pain, then is the anger about the pain. And most people have stuffed their pain. So then the people that are violent have stuffed and explode and stuffed and explode. They only know those mechanisms. If you don't, if you learn to respond to anger in a different way, you're learning to respond that, yes, I'm upset and mad, but I don't have to respond by hitting. I don't have to respond by screaming at somebody. I could... Once you have your voice and you don't have all those deep, deep, repressed anger, because most of the anger that's coming out, uh, that you're taking out on other people, is not from those people. It's from way down when you first felt that anger that you never expressed. So once you, once you are able to in a calm manner express that you your feelings about something that 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 what you did upset me because of me you know it didn't upset me because you 
deliberately trying to do that. It upset me because I already have patterns. And now I I see my pattern. And when I see my pattern, I can change my pattern. Um, so that's basically what you want to do is get rid of all coping mechanisms. And I'm not saying this work is easy, but to get to that point where, you know, slowly, you know, the last uh, three years, that's one of the things in, in, in this time, the energy that's having people get upset and, and violent and stuff is that need to address those, those, those pains that we didn't allow us to feel. And the um, and the anger that we didn't allow us to express in an appropriate manner, because um, mm-hmm. you can t- softly talk to somebody and say, you know, it's an opening to both parties, because then they'll say to you, "But I didn't even mean it that way," you know, you took it that way because of all that's been before you and they didn't even know they upset you because and they didn't do it on purpose because nobody does things to you for the most part they don't we're doing things as a reaction to each other because we're not consciousness of what we're really feeling and so once that is the most important thing is learning to communicate with yourself and know where you're at and then learning to communicate with others and learning with where they're at. Um, I had a, a, a groundbreaking experience. I was making a comment to somebody and they, and they said it back to me. And I went, oh, my God, that sounds terrible. I didn't mean it the way it sounded. Because we don't understand the power of our words. And we don't necessarily, because we have the whole thing in our head of what we meant. We didn't Mm -hmm. mean it the way, you know, a lot of times. So we're reacting to things that are just miscommunications. And we have all these coping mechanisms that are based on trying to protect you from pain and and injury when in reality what they do is they keep you in that repressed state. That's my uh, take on coping mechanisms. So what you're here to learn is how to not have those, how to be able to see past that, how to understand yourself, and how to be able to see others as they really are by learning to communicate with them. This is what I felt when this happened. And they'd go, well, why did you feel that way? Because I meant this, this, and the other thing. So a lot of our pain we have created in ourselves 
in that we don't know how to communicate with people. And we don't know how to communicate with ourselves. Somehow, all that was repressed in the way we reacted to things. And that's what we're here to learn. We're here to learn to be um, more, more loving, more spiritual, more um, at peace, more understanding that the way we see things is not always, is only our perspective because that's all we can see through is our perspective so we Mm -hmm. have to learn to start trusting other people's perspective and communicating where they're looking at the world and when you do that when everyone is communicating and and eventually you are all on the same wavelength the same information you're seeing the same thing because you don't personally need to see that circle part to know that it exists on the you know it's the the elephant and and the blind men you know what what does an elephant look like if you're blind and somebody's holding the trunk and somebody's holding the tail and somebody's holding the leg what you think of an elephant is limited but when you're you're communicating and and appreciating another person's point of view, you then have not only your vision but you have their vision, and pretty soon you'll all we'll all be the same vision. We'll we'll see the ultimate truth, and that's where we want to become. Yep. I'm Thank done. you so much. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Thank you all out there for listening. Thank you so much, Marcy, for uh, listening to me talk um, and then uh, providing some uh, excellent advice and uh, an excellent counterpoint because I'm very thankful that uh, you were there because it's always better to have um, more voices on, I mean, not too many, so that uh, it gets uh, super scattered. Um, but you and I didn't uh, reach out to each other. You just called. And um, thank you so much for being on. Um, you're on Facebook under Marcy Schwartz, right? Right. Okay, so if you want to reach out to Marcy, she's on Facebook. Any place else? Um, I have a a, a page um, called Light Energy Therapy LLC, and I have okay. a group called Flower of Life Circle. Uh, all, all on Facebook. Awesome. Because that's all. Thank I you, have. everyone, for. Oh, okay. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. Uh, My name is Alan Ritter. I'm the host of An Emerging Forest. My email address is R-I-T-T-E-R period A-L-A-N 88 at gmail.com. You can email me about uh, the show. You can email me about receiving produce in the southern 
southeastern Pennsylvania and southern New Jersey area if you're interested in doing that. Um, Where are you you at, Marcy? Are you... Um, um, Go ahead. I'm um, the... I'm at the Jersey Shore, the the northern end of the Jersey Shore. Oh, okay. There's a. I mean, are you aware that um, David Pell is ferrying produce around um, because he likes to do it? I yes. I I've been informed that I should contact with him, and he is my Facebook okay. friend. So I I will. Uh, but, when I'm in that position, I will be talking to him. Yeah, he's in uh, he's in Asbury Park. I, I believe you know where he hails from, but he's been going yeah. all the way up to he's been going all the way up to places like Kinelon and all the way over to Emmaus every week. Yes. Kudos yes, to him. kudos to him. Thank you, yes. everyone, for listening, and I wish you a wonderful uh, next week. And I will see you all uh, in one week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember, all manifestations of the divine are equally valid.